Welcome to another life-impacting message from City Light Church, North Adelaide. You can find more great things like this at citylight.church slash North Adelaide. Um, so we're in Psalm 62 to start off with. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Low-born men are but a breath, and high-born are but a lie. If, balance, if weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in exhortation or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. Uh, and the second reading this morning that we have is from Matthew 11, Matthew 11:25 11, to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Good morning, everyone. It's nice to see you. I'm Simon, uh, better known as Jacko, around here, and uh, I'm lead pastor of City Light Church North Adelaide. Um, We are, for the first time, I think, in the history of our church, live streaming this to the world. Uh, and uh, it's up on Facebook, uh, up on YouTube, so g'day, I, should, I just should do that, shouldn't I? G'day to all those people who are out there in the middle of wherever you are. It's good to have you joining us. Um, how are you going? What a week it's been. Um, uh, I, I've gone through all kinds of emotions this week, I feel. Uh, confused, excited, energised, flat, all that sort of stuff. And... Uh, as we, as a state, took a sort of circuit breaker, um, I thought we were intending, um, sort of, a, feels like about 24 hours ago, we were going to be online entirely. Um, but with the changes, obviously, to this circuit break and the fact that we're sort of out of lockdown, we decided to come back together. And so um, I was intending, um, as we were going to go on to online, to sort of have, like, have our own little circuit break from our studies in 1 Corinthians. And I was shaping to preach on Psalm 62. We then, the circuit breaker sort of stopped, and I thought, do we go back to 1 Corinthians? And I thought, no, maybe it's just good for us just to pause and breathe a bit and uh, come to the Word of God in Psalm 62 today and just sort of catch our breath, uh, be, yeah, refreshed uh, through this psalm, a psalm that's meant a lot to me uh, through changing times, difficult times, dark days. And so... I hope it's a blessing to you this morning 
as we look at it together. So should we pray? Um, And I really want to encourage you to have Psalm 62 open in front of you, the words of which will appear on the screen at the right time. But um, good to have your Bibles open in front of you, whether it's electronic or, um, you know, a a hard copy, um, just to check that what I'm saying marries up with what the Word of God is in front of you. So um, do that. Let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you and praise you that you, Father, are unchanging. Uh, we, we love that, Father, um, especially in a year where there's been so much change, um, stopping and starting and um, ebbing and flowing um, and uncertainty. Thank you, Lord, that you are unchanging. And Lord Jesus, we praise you this morning that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And so we pray, Lord, as we come to your word, that, Father, we would see Jesus, we would hear Jesus, we would love Jesus afresh. And, Father, as we gather this morning here in person or online, we, we come with all kinds of feelings and emotions. Father, for some, um, Father, we're weary. Father, we pray that you'd give us rest. Father, for some of us, we're, we're mourning. Give us comfort. Father, for some of us, we've failed. Father, we pray that you give us strength. And Father, for some of us, we've sinned and we need to come afresh to the Saviour to find in him forgiveness. And so, Father, we pray that you'd meet us where we're at this morning uh, by your Spirit and through your Word. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I feel like I'm about to show my age, but not so long ago I was watching the television Um, I feel like most of us don't watch TV anymore. We're sort of down those rabbit holes of Netflix and Stan and whoever else. But I was watching the TV um, a few Friday nights ago and Forrest Gump was on the TV. Um, Again, I don't know how many times it's been on TV now. And of course, that famous line um, was spoken. Who knows the line? Life is like a, a box of chocolates. Yeah, life is like a box of chocolates. I was reminded... Through Forrest Gump, that life is a mixed bag, yeah? We never know what we're going to get next. The reality is, right, that some seasons in life are smooth and others are really rough. Sometimes we feel calm and we feel relaxed. Other times we feel stressed and fearful. Over the past 10 months, right, the COVID-19 pandemic has put many people under tremendous pressure. Fears over health and financial survival coupled with family and community dislocation due to travel, border and gathering restrictions, have led to grief and for some loneliness and for many heartache. Here in Australia, right, and especially in Adelaide, while we've been largely spared the direct kind of suffering associated with COVID-19, the economic toll and mental health impact has been quite huge. Businesses have folded, People have lost their jobs. Anxiety and depression are on the rise. I wonder how you've been coping with the uncertainty. I had in my notes here, how are you coping at day four of this hard lockdown, which isn't really that hard anymore, but how'd you cope? As the pressure has come on, where have you found comfort and rest and security? Over the years, I've found Psalm 62 to be a great word of encouragement in times of hardship and uncertainty and grief and loss and darkness. 
It's a psalm written by King David. This psalm was composed in a season of intense pressure for King David. Um, And it comes, right, as the fruit of adversity. In this psalm, we find David kind of working on his head talk, almost coaching himself to keep a right perspective and to encourage others, and by extension, you and me, to do the same. And so David begins, right, by starting and stating what he knows to be true. So have a look with me at verses 1 to 2 of Psalm 62. King David says, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I'll never be shaken. That the rest that David speaks of there in verse 1 flows from a heart attitude that waits silently on the living God. It's an expression of, of absolute, total trust in him. You know, having been through life-threatening situations time and time and time and time and time again early in his years, David knew very well that salvation, his salvation, came from God. Whether it was being delivered from wild animals while he was protecting the sheep when he was a shepherd, or being delivered from Goliath um, when fighting the Philistines, or delivered from the hand of King Saul for many years as, as Saul literally raced after him to try and kill him. Yahweh, the living God, had always proved to be the rock upon whom David could stand, the salvation he could count on, the fortress he could take refuge in. I don't know about you, but I find David's testimony, these words here, really comforting. The thought of finding rest for my mind when it's noisy with concern and anxiety, or of being sure where I stand with God when everything else is uncertain, or being secure and protected by him in the middle of life's storms. All of that is reassuring. So I find reading this psalm comforting. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress. I will never be shaken. I find reading this psalm really comforting. I found over the years praying these words really helpful. Lord, help me find rest in you alone. Lord, thank you that my salvation comes from you. Thank you that you alone are my rock and my fortress and my salvation. Lord, help me to stand firm and not be shaken. Brothers and sisters, these are verses worth learning by heart and bringing to mind often if we are God's people. I'm tempted, actually, if you can come up to me by the end of today's gathering and share with me these verses online, I'll give you a free book. It won't be a very good book, but no, I'll give you a free book. In fact, why why don't we just say these words together as we sit here this morning? Should we say them? Let's say them together. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. David himself found recounting and replaying those words really helpful, especially when the going got tough. They're good for us as well. You know, in the second half of King David's reign, David faced a very, very difficult season of opposition from his enemies. See how he reflects on these. Have a look at verses 3 and 4 with me this morning. Verse 3 and 4. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down, this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. 
With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. And David describes himself there as a a leaning wall, verse 3, suggests a time later in his reign as king over God's people and over Israel. Uh, The lies, the betrayal could well be uh, referring to the uprising of David's own son, Absalom, who sought to kill his father and take the throne. These events are recorded 2 Samuel 15 through to 19. Um, These events, right, resulted in David being on the run for his life, I believe for about 20 years. He was pursued in order to be killed. It's not hard, right, to see how those experiences that David had give rise to Psalm 62. Now, probably many of us in the room, right, or online, have not experienced the same life-threatening challenges that King David did. But you and I, I think we can relate, right, in some sense to feeling like we might be under attack or, or suffering from adverse experiences. I don't know, perhaps you in your lifetime, you've experienced, you know, years and years of relational conflict, leaving you wounded and alienated and wondering how you could possibly go on. Maybe you've lost your job and and in losing your job discovered the stress of not being able to pay the bills, feed your family, feed yourself. I was listening to ABC Radio because I'm an older man and uh, they were interviewing months ago now um, a Qantas pilot um, towards the beginning of the pandemic. And they were interviewing this pilot, and this pilot had spent years and years and years kind of working his way up through the company, working his way up through flying various aircrafts, and he finally landed a seat in flying one of the A380s. It was was what he'd been working towards. And then the pandemic came, overseas flights stopped, and he lost his job overnight. Kind of went from, I don't know, the, the top to the bottom in a flash. I don't know, perhaps you, this year, it's been health issues that have led to uncertainty about sort of your health long-term, even your survival. Again, it can happen so easily, can't it? And it's happened to some of us here in church this year. You see, in one sense or another, our lives, yes, they are different to David's, but they're no different in terms of the challenges that life can throw at us. The longer we live, the more we will face. The question is, how will we respond when those challenges come? Well, King David, when faced with the challenges in his life, turns again to God the rock. And he does so by sort of talking to himself in light of what he already knows to be true. Look at verses 5, 6, and 7 with me. David says, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honour depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. I wonder, do you ever talk to yourself when you're under pressure? Do you ever talk to yourself when you're under pressure? Find yourself walking down the road and mumbling stuff? I do, all the time. Um, Come on, Jacko, keep going. Careful, Simon, stick at it, push at it. I ride my bike pretty regularly, and on the mornings, flying, I'm flying down Henley Beach Road, I'm not going fast enough, so I start talking to myself, and then I ride past someone walking their dog, and they look at me strange. <laughs> Come on, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'm encouraged that King David talked to himself when he was under pressure. He says to him, 
Find rest in God alone, David. My hope comes from you. God alone, you are my rock, my salvation, my fortress. I will not be shaken. The words that David cries out here are really similar to verses 1 and 2. Notice that. But now David's instructing himself how to respond to hardship. So David, in some way, is doing head talk thousands of years before cognitive behavioral therapy became a thing, or CBT. The repetition, right, of the phrases, God alone, he alone, serve to underline that God is the only rock who can be relied on, the only one who can save, the only one in whom we can take refuge. And to add emphasis, he adds another phrase there, right? My salvation and my honour depend on God, no one else, only Yahweh. God is my rock. God is my refuge. And what a steady place to stand, hey? This is head talk worth sharing, don't you agree? Most of my head talk is not worth sharing. David's is. It's a mindset that has the potential to help each and every one of us as God's people. And so comes David's exhortation to all who would read this psalm, a psalm for you and me today. Have a look at verse 8. David says, trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. David's advice is based on truth. David knew from his own experience that God could be trusted when things get tough. And for that reason, pouring out your heart to God makes perfect sense. I, just, I love that phrase, yeah? Pour out your heart to him. It's saying, tell God how you feel. Tell God what's on your heart. Ask him for what you need. Don't hold back. And certainly as you read through the Psalms, right, David rarely holds back. He just lets it all hang out. He tells God exactly how he feels. Like here are a few examples. If you're a Bible flicker, flick with me really quickly. Um, Psalm 63 verse 1, the one that follows this one we're looking at today. Verse 1, David says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I mean, you hear the passion of David? Turn with me to Psalm 69, Psalm 69, verse 1. David says, Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I've come into the deep waters and the floods engulf me. It's a raw cry, isn't it, from the heart? And if you flick back to Psalm 22, a very familiar psalm to many of us and words that the Lord Jesus himself echoes when he's dying for us on the cross. We read these words from David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Just a few examples there, right, of, of David himself pouring out his heart to God. They show us what it means to be honest with God and they remind us of the good news that we can be honest with God. In light of who God is and what he's done for us, we can trust him. We can pour out our hearts to him. He is our refuge. So it makes sense to look to him as the rock rather than the security of putting our hopes and our dreams and our security in, in people or in things. 
which we're really tempted to do. Um, Check out how David basically says this. He basically says in verses 9 and 10, don't put your hope, don't look for security in people or or stuff. Have a look at verses 9 and 10. Where he says, surely the lowborn are but a breath, the highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they're nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. See, brothers and sisters, when the pressure is on, don't look to people for rescue. Whether high-born or low-born, people are but a breath, a vapour, here one minute, gone the next. And David says, don't look to worldly wealth for rescue either, because riches have no power to save us. All too often, right, we look to to worldly status for our sense of worth, don't we? But you know that our value is not measured on where we are on the human pecking order. Now, our value lies in the fact that God has made us and God knows us and God loves us and that he's acted to rescue us to be his own. Too often as well, I mean, I do this all the time, we look to worldly wealth for our security. But here's the thing, no fortune is secure in this life. Share portfolios plummet, if only I had one, but, you know, I don't have one. House prices fall, and money can't buy health, no matter how much you have. True security is found when we trust God and find forgiveness and new life in him. You see, status and wealth mean nothing in the end. The one with the most toys at the end actually doesn't win. No, they die like everyone else. But the one who trusts in God alone, regardless of whether they're rich or poor, regardless of whether they're famous or known by nobody, that one will have life forever. That's true security. Brothers, at the end of the day, there's just one place to go, right? To find rest and rescue and refuge. And David tells us why in the conclusion to this psalm. Have a look at verse 11 and 12. One thing, David says, God has spoken. Two things I've heard. Power, strength belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. Now, this is why it makes sense to trust in God alone always, and especially when the pressure is on. Firstly, God is strong. He is powerful, which means he can help us. Secondly, he is loving, which means he will help us. And finally, that final verse tells us he's just. He's a just God and he will vindicate all who put their trust and obedience in him. You see, David knew from experience that God was strong and plenty powerful to enough to answer his prayers. David also knew God's steadfast covenant love towards him meant that he knew that God heard his prayers and would answer the prayers according to his will. Brothers and sisters, this side of the cross, we see God's strength, don't we, more fully in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. You see, David was a king who knew of God's steadfast love. Jesus was a king who embodied God's steadfast love. The disciples, the disciples saw God's power and love in Jesus firsthand, didn't they? 
They were, they were there when Jesus calmed the storm in the midst of the sea, just with a word. They were there as they watched Jesus show compassion as he healed the sick, as he cast out demons, as he even raised people from the dead. They saw it all. And so when Jesus asked the disciples, hey guys, who do you say that I am? And Peter replies, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. They were right, weren't they? Jesus was the Christ, the long-awaited, the long-promised king to come and rescue God's people. He was God the Son, God in the flesh. And this truth about Jesus was the rock upon which the church would stand. Jesus himself would build it and the gates of hell would never prevail against it. Now, I don't know about you, but I find that profoundly encouraging. Do you find that encouraging? Jesus Christ is our rock. And Jesus will build his church. The COVID-19 season has brought many challenges to the church right around the world. I I subscribe to a couple of um, organisations and their literature who support the persecuted church, the Barnabas Fund. Um, I support... um, a bunch of them, and without going into detail, there's all kinds of challenges that the persecuted church is facing because of COVID-19. But there are some churches in our city, in our state, who haven't met since, in person since March. Yet you know what? Christ is still building his church. The difficult time, this season of COVID-19, has highlighted the need for us to find creative ways to, to feed God's people from God's word, It's made us realise the vital importance of keeping in touch with each other and caring for each other and checking in. I think that's been really good. And I think it's made us hungrier generally for Christian fellowship to be together and maybe realise that perhaps we've been taking that for granted for a while. But it's also been a refining time for the church. I believe that God will bring us through this COVID-19 season, whatever it looks like next week, I don't know, stronger, more united and more zealous to be contending for the gospel. Not through anything we do, but mainly through the fact that Christ is committed to building his church. He alone is our rock. He alone is our salvation. In Jesus, we know God's steadfast covenant love more fully than David did. Jesus according to, came according to God's good purpose and promises and plan, and he fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures. We know Jesus lived the perfect life. He died the sacrificial death as the Lamb of God to take upon himself the punishment that we deserve for our rejection, our sin. Why? So that we might be forgiven. And on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead that we might have the living hope of eternal life. Friends, can you see what all this means? It means we can find rest in Jesus. The second reading that Liam brought us, we come across that beautiful verse, Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Jesus is speaking of of that rest from trying to earn our way into God's favour with our efforts. The rest that comes only through freely accepting and trusting Jesus and finding in him forgiveness for our sins, past, present and future. When we come clean about our failures and ask Jesus for forgiveness, the burden of sin, the burden of our brokenness falls away and we discover the wonder of renewed friendship with God, both now and forever. So we can find rest in Jesus. Our hope comes from him, and he alone is our rock, our salvation, and our fortress. And when we trust Jesus, we will not be shaken. I don't know about you, but again, I find in that great comfort, especially when the days are dark and especially when sometimes life feels overwhelming and especially when the next week seems a little bit uncertain, I find this tremendously comforting, reassuring and good for my soul. I've, um, I've shared some of this before, uh, but a couple of years ago, I went through a, a really, really, really dark time of depression and anxiety. I've experienced um, some periods of that um, since then, but couple of years ago, particularly bad. The truth that I found most helpful, the truth that I came back to again and again and again, was that Jesus was the solid rock upon whom I could stand. And a song that summed up that truth for me was, my hope is built on nothing less. Do you know it? I used to play that song over and over and over and over again. It was like on repeat everywhere I went. There's one verse that just kind of kept particularly feeding my soul. Here's the lyrics, they're on the screen. When weary in this earthly race, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every wild and stormy gale, my anchor holds and will not fail. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I remember there were moments where I'd be like lying on the floor, lying on the couch, often, often in tears, often with tears of despair and, and, and kind of hopelessness. But listening to those words over and over and over again and clinging to that truth, on Christ the solid rock I stand, he is a solid rock, he's my salvation, he is my fortress, I will not be shaken. The good news is that I did find rest in Jesus and that, and at that time I found it by clinging to the truths that that song communicated and the truths of this psalm and many others. I also sought professional help through seeing a psychologist um, at that time and that was, was also really helpful. But in that tough season, I learned what it meant to trust God at all times I learnt what it meant to pour out my heart to him. And I think that was a good thing in hindsight. I'm still learning, right, what it looks like to trust God at all times. I'm still learning what it means to pour out my heart to him. But you know, this year, right, I've I've known many people who've struggled with their mental health. In fact, some of the strongest Christian people I know are doing it really tough. Heaps of church leaders, I know, are doing it really tough. People who, I, people who I never expected would go through periods of depression 
or anxiety or almost debilitating doubt have gone into those places this year. It's not that God's abandoned them. It's not that their faith is faulty or weak. It's, it's, just, it's just what it means to live life in a fallen world. Sometimes it's just very tough. Perhaps, perhaps you're struggling too. Let me encourage you to talk through this stuff, what you're feeling with someone. Please come and talk to me. You're very welcome to talk to me. Talk to your discipleship group leader. Talk to someone you can trust. And if you're here today and and you don't yet know the comfort and the security that comes through trusting in Jesus, but you'd like to know, then please talk to me as well. I'd love to help you see what difference it makes to have the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your rock, as your refuge, as your rescue, as your fortress. There is hope and there is comfort and there is security to be found in Jesus. We've seen that today. And there is help and great support to be found in God's people. So may God strengthen us by his spirit to enable us to cling to Jesus the rock, and in him find rest and salvation and refuge. Let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Uh, Father, again, we praise you and thank you that um, you've revealed yourself uh, through your word over time and you've revealed yourself definitively through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, thank you that when we see Jesus, Father, we see you with all your love, with all your strength, with all your compassion, with all your justice. Father, we thank you that in times that are uncertain, in times where we don't really know what's going to happen next. Father, we thank you and praise you that you are our rock. Father, help us, we pray, uh, to take the advice, to take the truth of this passage of Scripture today, to, to trust in you, and also David's example, Lord, of coaching ourselves even in times that are hard, to keep trusting in you, to remind ourselves and to remind one another that you are trustworthy and you are good. And Father, we praise you that we can gather together today, be reminded of these truths. Send us out, we pray, into our world with these truths ringing in our hearts and in our ears for our good and for the good of those around us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from City Light Church, North Adelaide. We hope you found it helpful and we'd love for you to share this message with others. For more great content, more information about City Light Church or to donate to the work of City Light Church, North Adelaide, visit us at citylight.church slash North Adelaide.